You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. But lastly, as we get out of here real quick, um, there's a big shift in the Atlanta division. Maybe not shift, but a big development. So you got uh, Jalen Brown officially signing his $303 million contract. He is now the highest paid player in NBA history. Um, so Brown had one of his best years, maybe the best year of his career. Average 26 points a game, 49% shooting. Those are both career highs. The move, again, solidifies the Celtics moving forward with the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown tandem for the foreseeable future. Tatum, by the way, he's due for an extension next year. That could be worth $338 million. So uh, hello, uh, second apron, Boston Celtics. It seems like that's where you're going to be headed very soon. So quickly, do you think the Celtics uh, will regret this Brown contract? Yeah, so a couple things real quick. It's important to note that when we talk about contracts, the number's insane, $300 million. Like yeah. that, yes. Um, and it's, you know, you'll see tweets. It's more than Larry Bird and Michael Jordan made in their careers combined yeah. and all those other things. It's, again, it's important to note inflation, all this other stuff. But yeah. more importantly, you got to concern yourself with the percentage of the cap. Um, so, you right. know, Jalen Brown's the highest paid player in the NBA history today, just like Mike Connolly was how many ever years ago, you know, just like Justin Herbert is like, what is he? The second, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL today. It, you know? Exactly. Uh, Mahomes is, I think is fourth or fifth on the list, right. now, you know, and, and, and then when, you know, uh, uh, Joe Burrow was waiting to see what Herbert got and now Burrow will come in on top of that. Right. Um, the same way, um, the NBA is a little different because it's kind of structured super max style, um, you know, percentages of cap again, 35%. All that being said, I understand where the what, where the Celtics are coming from. I just don't know if, um, even considering that it's the the cap is going to rise, they have the influx of TV money, etc. I just don't know. Again, Jalen Brown's not going to be the highest paid player a year from now, and he's but he's still going to be top ten ish, top eight, you know, right. top twelve, uh, you know, a few years. I don't think he's that caliber of player. Um, so I, w- I was a little bit surprised. I'll admit that the Celtics didn't push back a little bit and said, we'll give you a, you know, 31% of the cap, 29% of the cap started 29, raised to 33. So it comes in at like 285 or, you know, 274 or something along those lines. Um, but it's pretty, pretty clear. Um, Brown was, you know, max me or trade me. Um, and so from that scenario, I think there's a reasonable argument to be made that the Celtics, um, did the right thing just for this sole reason. It's better to have a player and be able to trade him than to lose him, you know, via free agency for nothing when he could have become an unrestricted free agent. Again, we all knew that Bradley Beal contract was, was, I don't I want to say awful, but was a overpay when the it Wizards. Bad, it's bad for the Wizards. Right. It was bad for the Wizards this time sure. last year. Yeah. But what, what worked out better? They stay, ended up getting that, 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 that trade looks a little better now. They have a ton of second rounders that they can combine into first and pick swaps. Um, whereas if they would have just let them walk and not sign that bad contract, they would have got nothing for it. So I, I think that's what happens with Jalen Brown um, mm. is he gets traded within a few years. I don't think those two guys' complementary skill sets are going to you know mesh and, and win a championship long term. They were just two wins away from a title, he, and, and Brown played great in the finals uh, against Golden State. Um, but whether it's a trade for a point guard, does Dame Lillard, you know, a younger version of Dame Lillard for Brown, I thought made a lot of sense. Um, you know, something along those lines. Um, and, and I think that's kind of the way it shapes out. But they keep them in-house now and then kind of worry about the rest later. John Wall, Russell Westbrook, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, those guys on the same team. To me, those things have, guys have four things in common. Those are guys. Westbrook was a superstar, but then quickly declined. They became 
non-superstars on supermax deals. Yep. And what we've seen is that those guys and Bradley Beal, that's other guy. Those guys are extremely hard to trade, extremely hard to move and get considerable value for them. I am of the belief that I don't think I'd ever give out a supermax deal for a guy that's a non-superstar. I just think that we've seen that it's too hard to get off those contracts and get comparable value. I think if I was a a worse team, I may be more inclined to do it. If I was a good team, that would concern me because if I'm a team that's actually trying to win a championship and I, I decide I do need to move off of Jalen Brown, I, I need to have equal value. I, I don't want to trade for less for a team that's trying to win next year. So all that being said, I, I think they will regret this. Like, I, I think that Jalen Brown is a really good player. He's a two-way player. I don't think that he compliments that greatly with Jason Tatum when they don't have a point guard still. Like, I think they keep doing all these other moves, re-signing Jalen Brown, signing Chris Porzingis. Who is the floor general? I'm still asking that question in Boston. Like, and, and don't give me Derek White. Derek White's a good scoring point guard. He's a good lead guard, but he's not a floor general. I think Brogdon could do that role if he's healthy. The guy's never healthy, so don't give me him either. Like, that has been the thing that's been missing in Boston since Rajon Rondo left, quite frankly. Mm. And all these other moves that we're seeing, I'm like, that team continues to struggle with closing games and figuring out how, how to get late offense that doesn't involve this one of those two guys just trying to dribble against five guys. Brown having a little bit of trouble with that because he doesn't have the greatest handle. And, and the team falling apart in those moments. So uh, to me, without that subsequent move that I think elevates the ceiling for a Tatum-Brown tandem working, I don't love this because I don't know what you could get for Jalen Brown on the trade market with him due to make $60 million next year. Like, I, like, uh, I think this year, I think you could have traded for him and got maybe more. Now, I don't know what, what the office were, so maybe I'm just dead wrong on that. But I, I was clamoring for a Brown for Trey Young swap. I thought it would worked well for both teams. Don't know if either team would have been interested. But the fact that that didn't happen, you know, now here we are. So I think we'll see what happens. And we know that second apron – you have a very, very stringent, um, you know, tight kind of restrictions that you kind of have to work through. So if they sign Tatum to another big deal, considering the other guys got in their team, it will be interesting to see how they fill out their roster. Yeah, I mean, the, the second apron thing is, is is fascinating. And just the last thing I'd say is that with Brown, if you're going to trade him, you got to understand that he's going to – the team trading for him is going to understand his agent's going to tell whoever I, he's signing a max deal. So don't trade for him unless you want to get a max deal. So now you got to find right. a team – pay him that max money and then give up assets but then if he's not if he's not but when you trade him though he can't get this he can't get this 303 you know because it's got to be on the team that you were on so there's that at least now you you still got him 250 you still give him a lot but it's it's not 300 you know so that so and that's why i think jalen brown you know really wanted to sign because i think he knew this is where this is why the league put this in here they didn't like these guys leaving they wanted uh, an incentive for these yep. guys to stay and they thought this would work now what we've seen is guys sign this and say all right trade me next year so yes, i don't know yes. if that's going to happen in this situation but 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 that is why this is here so shout out to jalen brown i thought that his comments about wanting to build a black uh, yes. wall street in boston was awesome i criticized jalen brown for some of the other other non-basketball he said but i think a lot of people said yesterday was awesome i want to make sure i give him flowers for that of course the next podcast i'm not rooting for him to do well but rooting for him to do well when it comes to uh helping uh Wage, you know, bridge the wage uh, inequity in Boston, of course, the country as a whole. So, shout out to Jalen Brown, congrats on the contract. 